whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sandbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty. Hour number three. It just seems like I just said hour number two, but we zipped through. Paul, you all right? Shoulder feeling good? Yeah, yeah. Time flies by, man. This is this such a fun treat to be on the show and talk to everybody and it is. Uh, hear stories. Doug, uh, you still with us, my friend? I'm still here. I'm ten miles closer to Raleigh. Oh, you're you're driving. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were on uh, on the road there. Yeah, well, I'm coming back from Wilmington. Okay. Well, I have a question for Rufus. Is he still there? Yeah, Rufus, are well, you still here? Well, that's the question. But I understand. Hello, I, Doug. Hey, I didn't want to wake you up. But, uh, <laughs> they, uh, are we going to do the Jimmy B this year? Uh, here's what we're going to do, Doug. Uh, in December of this coming year, we're going to do, in Crockett Long's honor, the 
the Jimmy V. Valvano Kids Classic Dinner. We're going to hold it at the State View Hotel over on Centennial Campus, and it will not be, there will be no, no golf uh, connected with it, Doug. Just having a, a beautiful banquet honoring Crockett Long with the proceeds going to the Duke Children's Cancer Hospital. So that's that's what we're doing, and we're planning we're planning that thing right now. So you'll be notified. You you cut in and out. I mean, I didn't hear it all, but yeah, it's a July. It's going to be in December. It will be a dinner on the state campus at the State View Hotel, which is uh, almost brand new. And it will be uh, in honor of Crockett Long, who passed away last year. And uh, all the money will go to to Duke Hospitals and children's, uh, to the Children's Hospital there. So it'll be a great banquet. I'm sure uh, that uh, everybody should have their checkbook ready to, to give to the right. Foundation. And are to, we are we ever going to go back to the uh, July uh, Classic in, at, in Durham? No, no. That with Crockett oh, gone, uh, Doug. I hate to tell you, with Crockett gone, it just sort of died because he was the whole life of it. And we're we're going to wrap this up for the Jimmy V because uh, thirty three years is a pretty doggone good run. Yeah, and and raised yeah. close to six million dollars. For the children at Duke, so I think we've got something to be proud of. Uh, you sure do. Yeah, it's it's been a great run. Yeah, sure has. They, uh, I had some of my guys ask me the other day if we're going to because they 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 start scheduling their July. Oh wow! Around that, what not a nice thing. Yeah. Well, just tell them to to schedule December. Yeah. <laughs> of this coming year, okay. absolutely. A, a very very nice night. All right. Well, maybe we can have a putting contest there. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, we can do that. Yes. So, Doug, uh, let's get back to your your original question. Yeah. Refresh us on the question again. Okay. Yeah. You and you're you're getting clearer the closer I get here. Um, the question was, you know, I got fescue on. You know, by this time of the year, you start thinking about putting on a pre-emergent, right? And 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 liming it and fertilizing, it. and I just. I didn't know if February was too early or we need to wait till March. No, absolutely. It, it used to be when forsythia would bloom is, is when the, the crabgrass would start blooming. So you wanted to, to get it out before all of that. But I've had forsythia, a few blooms on forsythia, since uh, December. Yeah, our uh, renowned, retired, unfortunately, turf weed specialist from NC State, Dr. Fred Yelverton, you know, he looked at this in recent years, and, and he's got the data that shows that crabgrass is germinating earlier, um, and so we do need to be getting it out. Um, yeah, I would say this month at the latest, um, or, or it's already going to have started germinating. So, yeah, get that crabgrass preventer out now, and if you want to do it with a combination product that also has your fertilizer, that's that's just convenience and, and uh, certainly fine to do that. Now, do keep in mind with those crabgrass preventers, they do need to be activated by irrigation or rainfall. So plan accordingly based on your ability to irrigate or the weather. Doug, does that help? Guys, 
Yeah, you guys recommend a type of pre-emergent. I know there's. Gosh, there's so many different types. Okay. Yeah, with the with the crabgrass preventer, um, there are probably three or four at least active ingredients, and they're all about the same as far as their efficacy, how well they work. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't uh, get too deep in the weeds on that. And um, and I Doug, I just make sure, and I'm sure you know this, that you can't plant any fescue this spring if you put out that pre-emergence because it's going to prevent the, well, the, yeah, the fescue from germinating. Of, yeah, I didn't know as far as the timing goes. I didn't. That was my next question. Is I usually always broadcast. You know. Every yeah, you day. can't do them both. You'll have to. Yeah. You'll have to wait until till next spring to. To do that, I think most of those pre-emergence, Paul will will certainly prevent fescue seed. Absolutely, and and we'd rather you plant your your tall fescue in September anyway. Yeah, it it has a better chance of of actually making it through the summer because it it takes a while for the fescue seed to germinate, and right. then you know a couple of weeks, and then it. It has to really establish a good root system, and that that takes more than a few weeks to do that. Yeah, I usually put it in the fall, so yeah. give us the winter time to get settled. All right, well, guys, thank you very much, Doug. Uh, have a safe trip. I'm glad you're close to home, and and uh, please call us again. All right, y'all be good. Thanks, Doug. Bye bye. Yeah, thanks, Rufus. All right, uh, so Steve uh, is with us. Steve, good morning. Yeah, you you stole part of my thunder. I was going to remind you that you do not want to uh, top dress feed if you're going to put wheat and feed down. Uh, You need to spot, uh, put uh, uh, broadleaf weed killer in a a spray and spray the uh, spray the broadleaf the the crabgrass. So. It's uh, but then you have to wait for it to come up. But that's the only problem. But at least you can you know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were talking about GPSs, and it brought to mind a story. Uh, we were on our one of our national park tours, and we were in Huntington, West Virginia, and there is a fabulous, and I mean that in New York term, fabulous. Uh, Glass Art and Glass History Museum on the top of a hill in Huntington, West Virginia. And so the GPS got us there. And so we plugged in our hotel into the GPS and uh, hit the, uh, you know, the, the go button on it. And within about 10 minutes, I could hear banjo music in the background. <laughs> the path that it took us on was a one-lane one dirt road going through the back hills of West Virginia. Oh, wow. Sometimes the GPS takes you on very interesting adventures. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah. Certainly do. If you don't know the area, you just, you, you just tally on. And just hope that you don't get into trouble. But I tell you what, it was uh, a lot of uh, mobile homes and uh, shanties. And it was uh, an interesting little side trip. 
and it made it worse. It was after dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My wife was white as a sheet. Uh. Oh, gosh. Anyway, just so I let you know that. All right. Well, anyway, you take I, care, I, Steve. I don't put don't put weed and feed down if you're going to top dress feed. All righty. Remember that part. Yes, right. Something All that right. Miss Ann preached for years. Yep. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All right. And Paul, I something else Ann said was not. She didn't recommend planting weed, uh, a uh, herbicide and a fertilizer at the same time. She didn't recommend the combination. She thought they sh- it should be done separately at different times. Yeah, it depends on the time. You know, you, you can do it if the timing coincides and if if you're going to get good efficacy or or, or good results. Uh, and my belief. You know, my understanding is that when you're doing that mid-February application of fertilizer to tall fescue, uh, that's also a good time to use a crabgrass preventer. And the granular crabgrass preventer is, is the only way. I mean, that's that's a perfectly good way to treat it. In fact, I don't think you can find a liquid version. But I think for broadleaf weeds, a liquid version uh, a liquid product is better. A liquid herbicide is better. And so that's that's where I would agree with Ann and separate those two. Uh, Stan just uh, sent me uh, a message uh, about North Carolina SO, uh, SCO weather map, uh, NCSU soil temp map, mm-hmm. and talking right. about pre-emergence goes out at around 55 or above. Um, and if you go to the map, it shows you what, I guess, what the soil temperature is right now. And, uh, let's see around Raleigh, it's 51, 52 degrees. That's mm-hmm. what, uh, what it's showing. So it's, uh, interesting, very, very handy thing. I, um, I should know about it, but I didn't. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty neat. Um, yeah. it's products dot climate dot ncsu dot edu slash map uh, nc uh, soil i guess sco uh, but it's a uh, soil temperature map i'm sure you can google it uh, stan thank you very much for that so our, listen, our listeners are so smart and let's see uh clifton says uh Love hearing the collection of voices from the history of WPTF. Love the station and um, so forth. Uh, Clifton, thank you very much for that. I, I like hearing it myself. It's a, It was a work of love for me to put all of that together. And I, we've, uh, Tony Rigsby and I have been trying to think of uh, anybody else that we may have missed over the years. Part of the problem has been finding the voices actually finding the audio of uh, voices of some of the folks. I think we've we've pretty much gotten about everybody on there and uh, but we're we're still Well, now there's one thing about it, Michael. You are pra- you and Ann are praised on there by Charles Carroll. But there's no actual voice of Mike Rayleigh. <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm the curator. I'm the curator. I'm the yeah. guy that has to has to go in and But and that do means it. you're the ultimate boss. Maybe I'll do that uh, if I can make it, uh, you know, 
You can make 2025. It you can I'll, make it humble. I'll do it in I'll do it in 2025. How's that? That'll be 50 years for me. Uh, well, I'll give myself a treat. Good, good. That's been bothering me. <laughs> well, don't let it bother you. You're in a great spot. I'm right with President Bill Friday, one of the right. But you're right between um, Bill Friday and Don Curtis. Is that is I, that right? I, I think so. Yeah, and Mr. Curtis um, and Tom Campbell. So you're you're in really good company there. And Charles Corralt. You're with. We'll have to we'll have to listen to it again uh, sometime next week and and figure it out. But I I'll have to decide who I want to to spend eternity beside. <laughs> it's you know it's it's kind of a, I mean it's a it's a unique unique thing. We've been playing this for I, so I'd, long. I'd squeeze your yourself in there beside Bill Friday. That would be a great honor. I mean, you did one make... of my most favorite people in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And you and Ann did that show that time on yes I miss his show. Oh, North Carolina people. And I you know, there's all of those shows, they are available. I think uh they are all in they were digitalized and uh that was a work of love for the folks at UNC uh, public television to to put all of those uh, digitalize all those programs and to put them in the uh, Southern collection, I believe, of the the library there. What's the big library? At um, at UNC, but they're Wilson they're there. Wilson the library. Wilson Library, yeah. Uh, but they're in the Southern Collection, along with a lot of other interesting things. And so I, I guess everybody has access to it now. I, I know that uh, that you can find the one with Ann and me on YouTube, and you can probably find uh, a lot of others. But yeah, that was uh, that was a huge honor. Now you were on there several times. As Attorney General, Secretary of State, and uh, I think you were well, on there. We did three of them. Yeah. Quite an honor. Yeah. yeah. We did it at the Arboretum in March, late March of, of 2006, because we had, he had wanted to do it for a while, but that was a really cold, windy winter, and we started getting into spring, and it was, it was still cold mm. and, and windy, and we finally – he wanted to do it outside at the Arboretum. So we did it on that uh, that big patio or a deck. There's right. a deck behind. Uh, is that the McSwain building? That the deck is on the other side there, on the south side of it. We did it there. Oh, you're talking about NC State, J.C. Rawson, are Yes, not mm-hmm. not the Carolina Botanical. Garden, no, right? no, we did it at uh, the. He yeah. wanted to do it at the Rawson Arboretum, so that's mm-hmm. where we did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he was a man of all the universities. That's right. And he, uh, yeah, he did go to state. And he, bro- he sure did, uh, and majored in textile engineering, I believe it was, mm-hmm. just like uh, Randolph Scott, the movie uh, Western movie hero. Randolph Scott played baseball, I think, at Georgia Tech, and was studying engineering, and got hurt and and couldn't play. So he he came, he has a degree from NC State. In textile engineering is what I read. So both of those gentlemen, Mr. Huh. Mr. Uh, Friday, a very learned person. Then he went to law school with Terry Sanford and a lot of other great people in North Carolina. So uh, great honor to do that show. Yes, indeed. NC State ties. He uh, he was associated with WPTF back in the back in the forties and was on the the Durham Life and Durham Life Broadcasting uh, Board of Directors. So. 
All right, uh, 919-860-9783, and we've got about a minute and a half before news. We're just talking so much in here and, and leaving you out. How can we help you, Ann? <laughs> well, good morning. Uh, I have two questions, and if, if we can't get to all of them. Oh, we'll get them. We'll get them. Uh, you may have to wait a couple more minutes, but we'll get them. What's okay. your first one? The first one is uh, we've had such strange weather this winter, uh, I always trim my rose bushes around the end of February, but what do I do this winter? When do I trim them? You, you, are these uh, tea hybrids, uh, Grandiflora? I have uh, probably, I have no idea, probably knockout. Uh, is it a shrub type rose? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you, you could do that. You can do that now. I mean, I think in around November normally you would you would cut them about waist high, uh, normal roses, not the shrub roses, and then in February is probably a good time to to cut them. Uh, Paul, we got about uh, thirty seconds, so should she yeah. do it now? Yeah, I think it'd be safe to go ahead and do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you could do that. Now, hold on for your uh, for your next question. I'll be right back, Ann, here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Bob in Greensboro, you hold on, too. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1035, and back to Ann. And, Paul, uh, you finish your answer on her first question. Yeah, on the roses. Uh, on the roses. Rega- regardless of whether it's uh, um, a uh, you know a, more of a, like a, a a shrub rose, like the uh, the knockout or, or a hybrid tea, giving them that initial just kind of moderate height reduction in November is a good idea to prevent damage over the winter from wind, snow, ice. Uh, but then come back mid February to early March. That's when you want to do most of your pruning. On your trees and shrubs, uh, come back then, and you can, you know, do the do the final pruning to get things how you want them to be before the the spring growing season. Okay, you answered uh, the second part of my question, which which was, uh, uh, I don't want to trim them today, so I can understand I can trim them oh till the early part of March. Yes, yeah, I think okay. that would be fine. All right, and. Um, I just wanted to mention also, I agree with Rufus when he said that Mike should be one of the voices. Uh, uh, you are missing, and we, we miss your voice on there. Well, I I uh, put, put it together originally for a show that we did, a retrospective of WPTF back in the 80s for our 65th anniversary. It was a show that we did on Sunday nights uh, just about WPTF. And uh, so that was the opening to the show, and then I just after that was over, I just carried it on to to the weekend gardener, just because I put a lot of work into it, and I've I've continued to add to it. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, uh, and you, you would think that a guy who's a member of the North Carolina Broadcasters Hall of Fame would, yeah, get, I could do get it. rid of his. I, uh, I just I felt over the years that I I just I didn't want to do it because I was in charge of it. I didn't want to put myself on there. But that's that's the only reason I didn't do it. I, I I've been here a long time. Been here longer than any announcer. Uh, much longer than any announcer has ever 
survived <laughs> here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that if I can make it uh, to 50 years. My 50th anniversary here will be uh, year after next. Our 100th anniversary is next year, by the way, for WPTF. Wow. So I've been here almost uh, almost half of the time that the station's been on the air. So I, I will I will do that in in 2025. Should I make it? Should I make it two more years? You will. No. I have a feeling if you don't do it, Rufus will see to it that you that it gets done. He will uh, absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, Ann, I want to shock you and Paul. There have been a couple times that I just decided that I was going to let the knockout rose grow and not prune it, and it didn't do badly. Now, oh, and that's, and that's fine. I, I did prune the others, but yeah, uh, it, it got too far along, and and I thought we'll just let it go one time. You can't, you can let them go. I mean, you you know they'll get pretty big, but uh, and it, it produced a lot. Frankly, a lot more blooms. Right now, they they will get up yeah, there right. six or six or seven feet, and or, or more. Yeah, but yeah. It, it'll give you more blooms. You got room for it. Go for it. I do have room for it. Well, good. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think most gardeners would tell you to to let it grow to its natural height. I mean, you can certainly uh, spiff it up a bit, but other than that, I think most most think you should do that. Plant yeah, plant you, them in the right place so you don't have yeah. to prune a lot. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that with a, a tea rose or yeah others like that. Yeah, they they need a lot of coddling. But. No, I, I don't do plants that need a lot of coddling. Me neither. If you can't survive in my yard, you're you're up the creek. That's right. That's right. Uh, and before I get to my second question, I wanted to mention that my dad also uh, graduated from NC State in textile engineering. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How about I've that? Got little, I've got red blood in me. Yeah. Gracious. <laughs> so what's your other question? My other question is, I, I have a very confused Christmas cactus. It's been blooming since uh, November and and budding again now. And I'm wondering, uh, and I would like to trim it, I'm wondering when to trim it. And, uh, and if I don't, uh, are those buds stealing energy from its growth? You mean oh, you think I, it, you think it's going to bloom again? I think dead wood would be stealing, but I don't know that the I wouldn't worry about the blooms. That's what you wanted to do anyway. What do you say, Paul or Brufus? Well, I, I I wouldn't worry about the buds. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Why, why why do you want to trim it? It's just it's getting big. Does it need repotting? Possibly. Would, would repotting? I, I have it. It certainly wouldn't hurt it, I'm sure. Most plants uh, thrive, I think, if you can give them a little more room in the root system. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want it to get any bigger. It's in a, a location where um, I, I do have to keep it trimmed down. Mm -hmm. So should I trim it, is now a good time, or, or should I wait? This is, a, this is a house plant? A Christmas cactus? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I've never heard of pruning one. This is, a, this is a Phil Campbell question. Um, so all, all I can do is speculate because um, I'm not an expert on this plant. But I, I, if the plant is, is healthy and vigorous, 
I think you could you could cut it back a little bit to shape it up a little bit. Almost any time, you know, if, if you cut it now with flower buds, obviously you're cutting off flower buds, and so you'll miss that display. Um, so if you want to wait and let it bloom and enjoy the blossoms, then do that. Well, I'm, um, I'm looking at something that says uh, you can trim a Christmas cactus to create a fuller, bushier plant mm-hmm. about a month after it blooms. Okay. But it says never prune a Christmas cactus after late spring. Okay. And to prune the plant, just pinch off one or more of the sections, and right. you can replant them in other pots. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, a, I've done that. Before. There's another concept for you. Yes, I have done that, and uh, it, it just won't stop budding. Well, you just got the touch, Ann. <laughs> I, my daughter's. Uh, I, I gave her part of of that one, uh, the same plant, and hers is doing the same thing. It just keeps budding, and I wonder if it. Y'all are just so lucky. <laughs> You're complaining about something that doesn't need to be complained about, Anne. No, I'm not. Complaining. I just said, take care. Oh, of you're showing off. You're telling us what a great gardener you are. That's what you're oh, doing. Well, thank you, but I'm not sure that's. Yeah. It, it, uh, Sounds like a problem that a lot of people would like to have. It, it does harm the plant. Yeah. On, on the plant database, and, and Mike, thanks for giving a, a correct answer as opposed to my speculative. No, one, that's but. okay. I usually uh, give the incorrect answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did good this time. Um, and I, it, looking at the NC State Extension plant toolbox, it does show that it blooms in the spring and the winter. Um, huh. And so you're you're just seeing the the spring blossoms coming on, and so it sounds like based on what Mike said, wait until after uh, it's done blooming for the spring, uh, and and then do that little pinching back technique he described. Yeah, but not after late spring, it says. Not after late. Okay. Spring. All right. What is late spring? Late spring is is uh, yeah May mid May mid May to. Of course, until summer starts in in late July and June, late June. Yeah, so, okay. Some in, somewhere in there. They get it done by end of May. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is great information. I really appreciate. Well, you are very welcome, Ann. Thank you, and call us again. I will. Thank you. Thanks Bob. for listening. Bob is in Greensboro. Bob, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Thanks so much Thank for waiting. You what I consider a southern hibiscus opposed to the hardy hibiscus. And I overwinter it in the garage, and this year I'm having aphids on it. What can I get today and spray? I, I do that, Bob, when, with oil, an oil-based uh, spray. It's not, uh, not exactly an insecticide. It just smothers them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very safe. Now, I use that on my roses in the winter out of five tablespoons to a gallon, in the summer, one to a gallon. What kind of mix would you use now? Well, since, since it's getting warmer, I, I would go heavier. Well, you, you, could, you could take it outside and spray it off with water. How, how tall is it? It's about four feet tall. Yeah, sometimes just a stream of water will get rid of hibiscus, and uh, 
you know, something like an insecticidal soap mm-hmm. might might do it too. Those yeah. are some alternatives. Where where do you have it right now? Is, is it still in your garage? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would probably take it outside on a warm day and, and like like Rufus said, um if you have some horticultural oil that you've used on your roses, you can probably use that, but do check and make sure that it's not a summer oil. Um, because if it's a, just read the instructions and make sure that it's okay to apply during the winter month. Um, the horticultural oils, if you, the, the ones that the summer oils are a little more viscous and, and can cause some damage if, if you apply them at the wrong time of year. Um, so just read that label, make sure you're, you're, you're good to go there. Or as Mike said, a strong stream of water might just probably will dislodge a, a lot of them. Yeah. Some soapy water, just not necessarily insecticidal soap, but just uh, so like a liquid dish soap mm-hmm. mixed with water might, uh, might do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a quick and easy thing to to do as well and probably get quite a few of them does that help uh bob yeah you can uh, you you can try that and i appreciate you so much listening to us uh, there in greensboro i have to do it via the computer that's fine that's that's perfectly fine oh it lets me sit at my desk and get some work done also very good what you working on this morning Organization of paperwork. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my. Now, are you uh, do you work for the CIA or? No, I not don't. the Chitlin Club investigative agency, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I won't ask then. In '83, I don't work for anybody but myself. Okay. Well, that's fine. Oh, uh, that's, I, a, that's, that's a, a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> well, Bob will just be our double knot spy in Greensboro. We don't know. Yeah. What, we don't know what he does. Uh-huh. He's got paperwork, but well, Bob, hey, thank well, you so much for listening. If you'd like to know what I do, just close your eyes and you can see what I do. <laughs> well, I mean, he sleeps a lot. He studies the inside of his eyelids. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Well, as as the Three Stooges used to say, "Wake up and go to sleep." <laughs> or. Six Saturdays and a Sunday in a week. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, thank you. Sure enough. Bye-bye. Now, Doug was on the road, and he called us earlier, but he's back. He couldn't get enough of us. Doug, how are you? Well, I'm still doing fine. And uh, anyway, I've thought about another question. Okay. Well, we won't charge you extra. Go ahead. Good. All right. 16 years ago, I planted about a dozen knockout roses in my yard. And after about five, six years, they got the crud. I call it the crud. I'm not sure what exactly what. Rose rosette? Uh, rosette, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I dug them all out and left the area dormant for five years and uh, replanted them. And two years later, they've got rosette. They all have oh, rosette. Okay. Yeah. You kind of have to dig them up and get them away from the property, and you know, put them in a bag or something, and yeah, uh, get still lingered in, and, lingered in that soil, Doug. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I thought I'd give it another shot, but uh, it it didn't work. So I 
a lot of other things will grow though. You can put any kind of boxwood or almost any other thing besides a lot of blooming plants yeah. in other words yeah so you'll have to try sorry, something else and a lot of other blooming plants that you might uh, do you do you prefer that something uh, blooms during the summer for instance or you could put you could put i don't know how big the area is you could put several things out that might uh, bloom in different times of the year yeah any suggestions paul do you have any that uh, might replace his rose for uh, that yeah. l- a lovely bloom. Um, so full sun location. Yeah, it's it's full sun, isn't it, Doug? Yeah, it's full sun. We, we live on a golf course, and I've got it in the backyard, right next to the golf course. So. All right. So, how, how big an area are we talking about? Would well, you say the one area is probably uh, twenty by eight, and then then another area is probably. 20 foot square okay how tall of a plant do you want how tall a shrub would you want uh well at this point the only they're in amongst some rose fountain grass and some uh juniper that's about three feet tall okay three and a half four feet tall all right so not too tall okay um, there are probably scores of different options. Um, I can't yeah, hear him. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. He was saying that there are lots of options. So I'll in- interpret here, uh, Doug. And <laughs> right. Paul, go ahead and give us suggestions. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working my way through the, uh, the plant database to find a plant, find a plant feature. Okay. Um, are, are you looking for something evergreen or um, uh, deciduous, or does it matter? Evergreen or deciduous? The leaves drop, or they don't, or the leaves drop seasonally. Do you want something deciduous or evergreen, Doug? Did we lose Doug? Maybe we lost him. Okay. Well, well Doug is. Let's go with evergreen. Um, and by so the way, Rufus uh, had to leave us. He's he's uh, heading over to Chapel Hill. Okay. Uh, so uh, bye bye from Rufus. Go ahead. Um, well, there's there's gardenias uh, which would do well. Uh, yeah. They're you know they do are susceptible to um, you know white flies, so you have to take that into account. Um, let's see. Um, so gardenias, uh, and there are some smaller gardenias, and you would want the smaller, the the miniature or dwarf mm. varieties of these plants. Yeah. Uh, um, there are uh, dwarf lorapedlums. There, oh, yeah. There are dwarf uh, abelias that have beautiful foliage, and uh, the abelias have white flowers. You can find some of the lorapedlums with uh, at, at some point or most of the time that they would have kind of purpley – uh, purpley uh, maroon flowers uh, leaves rather and magenta or a fuchsia fuchsia i guess uh flowers bright pink and There's, um uh, japanese pieras maybe um japanese pieras yeah i'm um, not sure doug is still on there or not but I, the, 
The yeah, line's still up. I just barely hear you, Mike. Okay, so you you got the gardenias. You want dwarf gardenias, dwarf abelias, dwarf uh, loripedlum, or uh, plants that will bloom. And the, there are some varieties of the abelias that just have just extraordinary bright yellow foliage on them. And I can't uh, that doesn't come to mind the the names. There's probably some. Um uh, by viburnum, that would work. Some of those might get a little. Yeah, there are several types of viburnums that that might work, Doug. So the um, uh, loripedlum and abelia and uh, viburnums. What was that, uh, Paul? Butterfly bush. Yeah, there are some but there are some miniature or dwarf butterfly bushes that uh, certainly will uh, attract mm-hmm. insects and pollinators that. Uh, and have some nice fragrance too. Some of those. There are lots of them. what you need to do, Doug, is go to a a, a nursery that you like, uh, one of the good ones here in the area, and kind of walk around. I think you'd have better luck in March or April doing that because most of their new stock will be in by then. Okay. Yeah, and I've also got some uh, coneflower and uh, black eyed Susan in the spring. In that same area, right. The roses it gave such a great show in those two areas. Right. I was just trying to replicate that. Right. Another question that the junipers, uh, which I planted 16 years ago, it, it's kind of a spreading juniper. It's it's about a three foot tall hedge now. It's about 60 feet long uh, along the back of it, but they're sporadically. Uh, Branches die are dying, turning brown. You know, in amongst the uh, uh, the, the whole length of the thing, and yeah, go in and cut them out. What causes that? Well, it are, is uh, are the junipers planted on a slope, or I mean, do they get too much water or too little? Is what I would ask, Paul. What, what is it a disease? Well, I guess it's a disease. Uh, it could be a disease. Yeah, it could be a, um, a a stem canker of some type. Um, it could be early signs of uh, root rot. Yeah, from uh, too much but, water. Yeah, but whatever it is, there's probably not a lot you can do about it other than just prune out the dead, Yeah. Um, give them a light application of a slow-release fertilizer just to maintain vigor. You know, maybe do a soil sample to check your pH and phosphorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take um, a sample to a garden center. That would help. But there's probably not a lot as far as treating them that yeah. would that would do you much good and, and be worth the money. And cut off a, a section, a little tiny section that would have some healthy and and dead on it too, so they could see the transition there. Yeah. And we've got to go, Doug. All right, I got to go. I appreciate it very much. Please call us again. Yeah, I will. All right, thanks. Hey, don't ignore those warning lights on your dashboard. They could lead to serious problems. And this valuable tip is provided by King's Auto Service. Check the engine light, your your dashboard lights on the vehicle. They're telling you you got a problem. This is uh, something maybe simple as, as having a loose gas cap. Or it could be a serious misfire that could damage the catalytic converter. you got to find out. 
So if you see any of these warning lights, contact King's Auto Service. You can do that on Monday immediately, if you can, to diagnose the problem. Those of you driving a hybrid vehicle, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. Now, this usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so, but it varies. Call King's on Monday. Schedule that courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. J.C. Knowles is on here. And, J.C., uh, we only got about a, a minute in the show, and uh, and Mr. Edmonston has already left. He's going to a ball game. Yeah, well, uh, let me just say that uh, I realize you're running out of time. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed last Sunday nights at the Chitlin Club. Well, we uh, thoroughly enjoyed you, Rufus. I mean, uh, J.C., we thoroughly enjoyed you. And you look great. And tonight I'm going to the Masonic Home for Children, better known to me as Oxford Orphanage. Oh, wow. We're, we're kicking off our 150th anniversary tonight. Good gracious. Now, you and weren't there. I was raised there for 13 years, so that's my home. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the night. I bet you are. Are you going to tell some jokes and are you going to speak? No, they're going to be kind of serious. I'm, I may tell one joke. Well... Yeah, you got to lighten up things here and there, but uh, you're well, you're the a great night, and uh, but I'll, I'll call you again next Saturday. I've been trying to call you for the last hour. The line's been busy. Well, I don't know what in the world. I, I, yeah, the, the, your operator, your host. I mean, the producers ever saying they had trouble with. Okay, well we'll we'll see if we can straight that out. But get you a private line, JC. You have a great great weekend, my friend. I hope you will. Thank you. Bye. I love everyone. Of you. We love you too, and we love right. our listeners. Bye -bye. And uh, and uh, brother Rufus uh, says, "Hey, he's going to the ball game." Well, Paul, thank you, buddy. My pleasure, Mike. All right, we'll see you next time.